Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Friday, as we do every Friday, go back to old-time TV theme songs, and today Bob Slider has selected uh, the theme songs from 70s TV shows, primarily ones that tell a story, that certainly is one that talked about the, the love boat, Captain Steubing and the whole gang there. It was a TV show that actually, I don't know, re-energized, or maybe just energized the cruising industry. Uh, cruises are now among the most popular vacation activities and destinations. Talk to our buddies over at Uniglobe Travel. They'll tell you people are always booking cruises, whether it's uh, to the Caribbean or elsewhere. And uh, and really, Bob, it was the love boat that, that made people feel that cruising was something the average person could do. The image prior to the love boat was that it was... Uh, only for the hoity-toity, you know, only the very rich would go. You would have your tuxedo on, and you would have to use the right kind of silverware. And uh, it was inexpensive. And the love boat kind of made it something that the average they could see average people on that show uh, taking a cruise, and it, it dramatically energized the whole cruising industry. That's a great point, Howard. That really is, because you're right. People thought, at least I did, you know, I was a younger guy back then, but you thought of a cruise, you think of what, the Queen Mary? If you're not yeah, thinking, you know, a little disaster in there, the Titanic, you, you're right. Rich people, rich people went on cruises. But the love boat showed you that ah, to save up a little bit. You can come. Come aboard. Yeah. Yeah. You had, you know, had, uh, old couples, you know, elderly couples uh, going on. And you had, uh, you know, families with kids that would be there. And uh, it was just, uh, it was, it, 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 and, and, it, and it was true. They used... Um, I actually just read a, read a piece about this not too long ago. Carnival Cruise Lines? One of the cruise lines was kind of the template for the love boat. And they did some of the sort of average person cruising, but it was not. Because, again, as you say, most people thought of, of cruising as this fiscated, you know, doing tuxedo and have diamonds. You know. Is your name Skippy when you do that voice? You may call me Skippy. Skippy. What do you think, Skippy? I think that uh, I don't, after the love boat, too many of the hoi polloi began being on my ships. And I really, I really didn't like to go cruising after that love boat because then there were too many people that were dirty around me. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, good show. Uh, good show. Uh, and another part of the this is not, I don't think, what you used to pick your songs this morning. You, but the, the theme today is old-time TV theme songs from the 70s that tell the story of the show. But several of these already, and I, I know that MASH, and I know that this one, and I'm thinking Welcome Back, Connor, too. 
These are uh, uh, songs that became songs on the radio. Hits, number ones. Yeah, theme from the Love Boat was being played on, you know, radio stations across America. Theme from MASH was being played all over the place on radio stations across America. It wasn't just the TV theme song. It was a song that had crossed over into the general public's consciousness because of uh, of radio. And that's a lot of the show, a lot of the songs of that era, theme songs of that era, fell into that category. So, yeah, there you go. The Love Boat. Have you ever been cruising, Bob, or would you like to go on a, on a cruise, Caribbean cruise or something? No, too many guys like you, Skippy. I'll, uh, I'll just stay right here in Elm Grove. Yes, I'm glad. I don't like <laughs> You wear tennis shoes instead of a good pair of Oxfords, and I just don't like that at all. <laughs> now, Nancy and I, first cruise we took, I wasn't sure, you know. Um, and, boy, I, we've done... Seven, eight, maybe nine, maybe I don't know. In in recent years, or in the past number of years, I love to go cruising. I, I absolutely enjoy it. Now, have we ever hit rough waters? Yes, we have. <laughs> there was there was one cruise we were on. Uh, we were there out with our friends, the Wellings, and uh, the two girls stayed in the bathroom and hugged the porcelain throne. You know what I'm saying, Bob? I got you. Yeah, they just they wouldn't leave the stateroom. They were just in there. Uh, uh, on the other hand, Mike and I went down to the dining room, and uh, the, the uh, steward said, uh, oh, where are the ladies tonight? Oh, they're in the room getting sick. He said, oh, well, what should we do with their dinner? Is, is this tonight lobster night? Well, yes, it is. Why don't you just bring us theirs? <laughs> so, so you had your sea legs. You, you, everything was good. We had our sea. Well, you, you know where we found our sea legs, Bob? We found the best place to be. At the bar? Rocking and rolling of the ship. Absolutely. you got to lean on that bar. That's what it's there for. <laughs> Absolutely. It, the, the, the ship would go up and down. Just lean on the bar. The bar goes up and down. And frankly, after you've been there a while, you go up and down. My, my good man, uh, give me another beer and uh, give Skippy down there one, too. <laughs> I really don't Which reminds me, Skippy, I did go on a cruise one day. I went with you. We cruised around the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island. So that's my cruising experience. And it was a bumpy cruise. Bumpy? Hard to believe that all we did was... (laughs) We were docked. We were just on the Hudson River. Oh, my God. We were docked. We couldn't get off the boat because the boat was so uh, going up and down. I forgot about that. We literally... So you did go on a cruise. Yeah, oh, I did. Cruise, but a cruise around Staten Island. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, and I just was holding on for dear life because it was buffeting me back and forth. But uh, I enjoyed cruising. Again, I, we've had two, maybe three. I can think of two, maybe three. Uh, but, you know, weather experiences. We had one uh, that was really rough, and it was a, it was a cruise to Bermuda. And Bermuda, you kind of you, you go across the. Well, it is the Atlantic, but I mean, not all the way across the Atlantic. But you're kind of going sideways, if you will. Most cruises go down, just go straight south, kind of go with the flow of the water. But you're kind of going across the flow of the water. And if you have uh, any turbulence uh, going that way, it's a problem. So the Bermuda cruise was was tough. And we had one year where we had to really circumvent a hurricane. We got out like in one day. And we said, oh, this is your captain speaking. 
we will not be going to uh, Cozumel uh, or to uh, Puerto Vallarta. Uh, we're just going to stay out here and see and try to avoid the hurricane. And you go, okay, that's really... <laughs> I mean, what do you do? You're on a boat <laughs> in the middle of the water. What? I mean, what are your options? <laughs> you trust the captain, to, and what he did, he said, look, I'm, I'm not going to try and get us down to the stops that we hit. I'm going to circumnavigate the hurricane. I'm going to take us out further into the ocean, try and get around it, ahead of it. I don't know what. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we lost a couple of port stops. But we had some more time at sea. And if you have ever cruised, you know that you have a combination of port days and days at sea. You've got to get from one place to another, right? Uh, I enjoy any more leaving from the port of New York or Baltimore because you can drive there. You don't have to fly to Miami. Uh, and so you can fly from there, uh, I mean drive there, and then take the, the ship down. But you got to get from Baltimore down to South America, right, or to Mexico. So um, there's a, yep, you're on the ship a good while. We call them days at sea. I love days at sea. Just get up in the morning, have a Bloody Mary, sit on the deck, enjoy the sunshine, eat breakfast, sit on the deck, read a little book, eat lunch, sit on the deck, take a little, tiny little walk, eat dinner, Sit on the deck, maybe take a nap, have a late night snack. Do you see the theme there, Bob? I do, Howard. You get your money's worth on your food. Now, have you ever tried this? Absolutely do. I've seen this advertised. Have you ever decided, you know what, I'm going to shoot a little trap? Do you hear shotguns going off? Do they do that on the cruise ships that that you're on? Or maybe that is for Skippy's Bunch. But, you know, I'll bet, there, I'll bet there may be some. There, is, there are so many things on the ship anymore. And even since Nancy and I began to, to take cruises, it, it's become so much more sophisticated. I don't mean sophisticated. I don't mean sophisticated like Skippy. But there's just so much more to do. You know, they got rock walls you can climb, and they got uh, uh, merry-go-rounds you can take, and they got these things that got over the water. Oh, that's a rough one. I've done that a couple of times. Um, it used to be you get on the ship, sit by the pool, Watch the water go by. But now there's all kinds of stuff to do on there. Yeah. Maybe they did leave the shotguns. Maybe maybe they changed their uh, mind on that. They leave the shotguns at home now. But, um, you know, you used to see them. They'd shoot the, the, the clay pigeons out in the ocean, and they would they'd shoot out that way. I always thought that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't be And I, I wouldn't. I don't, the answer to your question is I don't remember that. But it's possible. I, 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 truly, don't, uh, I truly don't remember it. All right, let's see. Uh, it's cool. well, warming up. But when I say warming up, only a degree or two. Uh, started out at 56, we're now 59. Really a cool morning compared to where we have been for weeks. 59 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 57 at the Highlands. 59 here at my home studios in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling. And 58 degrees at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, beautiful day today. Sun is out. It's going to be out all day. Sunny skies and nice temperatures mild humidity, just going to be a great day to get out and do something. If you got to do cutting the grass or that kind of stuff, good day to do it. Or just to sit on the deck and enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy something. Have yourself a good day today. Um, we're going to talk in a minute or two here about the latest on Trump's troubles because, I, again, I got in getting some texts some people criticizing me for spending an entire hour on the holes in the straw. Sometimes these things just happen. So we will talk a bit about Trump's troubles coming up in a bit. And also, uh, covid the CDC has revised its guidance on COVID. Uh, says don't worry so much about social distancing. The masks aren't necessary in most circumstances anymore. 
Uh, and they say, the CDC says, look, here's the reality. COVID is always going to be with us. We'll talk about what they had to say next hour. I hope, I haven't heard from him today, but I'm hoping newspaper editor John McCabe is coming in. I did not do my due diligence in checking in with him yesterday, but uh, McCabe and I will be in to review the local news of the week. So I got all of this and more uh, coming up this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, join us if you'd like to on the text line or the uh, phone line, Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline, 304 232 8255, or the uh, text line, 304 214 1600. And something is a little weird with my text line, and it's probably me, um, but I. I've seen a couple of texts pop up, and I could see the first couple of lines, and they'd say, okay, I'll get back to those later, and they vanished. So if I'm not sh- uh, sharing your text with uh, the audience, it's not because I'm trying to be rude or ignoring you. Some just have vanished for some reason I don't understand. But I apologize for that. It's pr- I probably pushed the wrong button, and they just disappeared. But uh, there were some things I wanted to read to you, and they're gone. And I, So they're gone. I apologize for that. Uh, Bob, we were talking about um, Welcome Back, Cotter, last hour, one of the theme songs we played. We were talking about uh, John Travolta playing Vin- Vinnie Barbarino. And I asked the question, did he do anything before he hit his two big hits? Uh, they were almost back-to-back hits, Saturday Night Fever and Urban Cowboy. Two huge hits for him. He became a superstar during those. Uh, off the text line, John Travolta, I, I do remember this now, John Travolta starred in The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Wow, I forgot all about that. Yeah, it was a TV movie. Yes. Thank you, caller. Yeah, or, so, or listener. Thanks for your, yep, yep, appreciate it. Thanks for getting in on the text line at 304-214-1600. You two can do it or use the Frio Stack auction service hotline, 304-232-8255. It's 822. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guest Pepper the Daily Lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. I've known Tim McCormick for over 60 years. We grew up together in war. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Thomas Kelly, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's smile is as important to us at the Ohio Dental Association as it is to you. Here at the Ohio Dental Association, we look forward to partnering with you to help them maintain a healthy smile that will last a lifetime. Low-sugar snacks paired with great brushing and flossing habits can become healthy ways of spending quality time together. Make sure you and your kids see an Ohio Dental Association member dentist twice a year for regular checkups. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. These dentists 
through the ODA have access to superior ongoing education, training, and resources. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. For more information, visit associationsadvanceohio.com, and most importantly, keep smiling. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is brought to you by WVU Medicine. about the 50s, uh, which everybody loved. Uh, uh, the whole gang was there hanging out at, uh, was it Arnold's Drive-In? Is that where they hung out at, Bob? That's where they hung out. Yep, yep. And um, uh, part of our old-time TV theme song, Bumper Music Friday. Today, we're looking about songs from the 70s that tell the story of the show. And that's what uh, Happy Days is all about. It's just about, you know, guys in high school getting together and having fun, you know, checking out the chicks occasionally. All right, Howard, here we go. Let's see how quick you are. you got 10 seconds. you got to be real, real quick. One of the actors on Happy Days went on to win an Academy Award. Real quick, who was that actor? Tick-tock, 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 tick. He won an Academy Award. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Who was Pat Morita. Arnold, he went on to win an Academy Award for the Karate Kid. So there were two people heading Arnold's drive-in. Pat and Rita was one, and then there was another guy. And I can't remember his name. Big guy. I can't remember who was who. He was, Al was, Al was a, a Al. Italian Yeah, Al. He came after Arnold. Arnold was the Japanese guy that right. had Arnold's. And then when Pat Morita won the Academy Award, he said, the hell with happy days. I'm out of here. And they hired, they brought in Al. Uh, Al, yeah. I liked Al. Al. I liked them both, but Al was, Al was pretty good. You know, I, I'm thinking about another theme that is showing up here in these songs that we're playing today. Uh, old-time TV theme songs with uh, music from the 70s that went on to uh, tell a story of the show. That's the theme that we're using. But look at the, look at the ones we've had. Uh, Welcome back, Connor. Happy Days. Um, uh, one of the other ones. Uh, the first one. Anyway. Uh, well, these were the Brady Bunch was the first one. Well, these were shows where Bit actors originally turned out to become the stars. You know, Vinnie Barbarino was not, the John Travolta character, was not supposed to be a big star of the show. He was just like a little bit actor, one of the guys on the side. But it, he just became so popular that he, he, you know, kind of was written in more and more into the show. Same thing with, um, uh, with Happy Days, where it was supposed to be Ron Howard's show and those guys, and the character of Fonzie, Henry Winkler's character, 
was really just some kind of a guy who would hang out in the in the, the dry, uh, diner and you know look cool. He wasn't really going to be a big player, and he turned out to be the most popular of them all. A lot of times that happened. It still happens today, particularly in the seventies, where they would start with a bit player who just was going to be a little tiny role. And the audience is gross to love them. So that's have, have you ever heard Ron Howard tell this story? You, you described it. Ron Howard was the star. And then for whatever reason, this character Fonzie took off. E. E. So they, they go to the powers to be. They go to Ron Howard and they say, you know, this Fonzie thing's really taken off. Would you mind if we start calling the show Fonzie's Happy Days? And Ron Howard said, there ain't a shot. He said, you can do that. You're, you're welcome to do that, but I ain't going to be here. Look that up sometime. And he said, then Henry Winkler and I became best of friends. But, yeah, they, they tried to push him out for Fonzie. And he said, no, I'm not going so so quick. It probably wouldn't have worked either um, because the audience loved Fonzie, and they wrote him up bigger. And the character changed a lot. I mean, he was kind of a, not a bad guy. But, I mean, he was a... He was thuggish. He was a thug, yeah, in the early days. And then, of course, they, they wrote him to be a much more likable character. But um, I, making him the star, even though he was the character that the audience loved, making him the star would have been a mistake. Because Happy Days really was an ensemble show. I mean, you know, it was uh, Ron Howard and Potsy and, you know, the gang and, 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 and Fonzie. Yeah. Fonzie was the one that kind of became almost the face of it. But calling it Fonzie's Happy Days probably would have been the kiss of death. I'm guessing, you know? Well, we'll never know. I suppose not. Henry Winkler is, has been doing a lot of acting in recent years, uh, more dramatic roles, and has been really good. It surprised me. Uh, when he started, I, he, you know, he, he does a lot of Hallmark Channel movies um, and other ones. And when he started, start, when I started seeing him in dramatic roles, it was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me, Fonzie! Guy's not a bad actor at all." I he's, mean, he's he did pretty well for himself, you know. He 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 did some movies uh, right after Happy Days. He became a movie star, and then I think he was a director. The 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 character that I love the best, it's that silly show that I like. I don't think it does much for you. Uh, Parks and Recreation. Do you do you watch that? You don't watch that, do you? No, he he, play, he plays a, a once in a while character on there, and just this is really funny. He just really tears it up. But it wouldn't. I think it, I, I never heard the story you just told, but it never would have worked with uh, Fonzie's Happy Days. Anyway, it's old time TV theme song bumper music Friday. We play bumper music from the uh, uh, old time TV shows, and today we're doing basically music of the seventies that tell a story about the show. And that you know, Bob, that's what that's what the theme songs kind of started out to be when tv got started the theme song was hey people don't know this they just you know they don't watch it every week they don't binge it like we do today so each week you were reminded of what the setup was what the premise was you know why are why is this family together the brady bunch oh it's two separate families blended together uh you know it's the, the story was really important i don't know if you knew gilligan's island later or not but uh uh, that's another one where the, the the story had to be told of these people went on a three hour crew three hour tour the three hour tour and got stuck on the island. So you you start you tuned in you saw the beginning of the show and you go okay I get it now everything else you're going to do is based on that premise I got it and quite 
frankly, I like those. I liked it. I liked it. Okay, I spent too much time on TV theme songs here. I wanted to get serious and talk about Donald Trump, and I haven't done that yet. Maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe so. So let me let me just hold on a second. I'll double check things here. So far, on this very serious morning radio show, we have talked about whether there's one hole or two in a straw and old-time TV theme songs of the 70s. Pretty much, that's it. That's a little weather with Adam. but it's, That's what it did. Oh, God, I hope McCabe is here next hour. John, please don't, run, don't abandon me again. I need to get something serious. I, if John can't make it, we'll get Skippy to, to come back. <laughs> I will say, if you need me to talk about the local news of the week, uh, uh, I, want to, I would like to talk about uh, too many people too close to my mansions, and they, they're, they're, the hoi polloi is bothering me, and I don't want homeless people around, for heaven's sakes. So if we need Skippy, we'll... We... <laughs> oh, God, help me. 8.33, 27 to the hour. Uh, Let's check some. The, the, at least the TV seven people are serious here this morning, even though Bob and I have kind of gone off the off the rails a bit. Uh, let's check in with what's happening around the Upper Ohio Valley. Stephanie's here. Good morning, Steph. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Stephanie Grinley with your seven news headlines for August twelfth. Officials are investigating an aircraft that crashed yesterday just after 7 p.m. Emergency officials say a small plane crashed near the community of Metz in Marion County. There is no official word on the number of casualties at this time. No other information, including where the aircraft came from, where it was headed, or the number of passengers is being released. So stay with us for updates. Governor Jim Justice has declared a state of emergency at all corrections facilities across West Virginia. The governor noted the severe funding and staffing shortages at many jails and prisons. In fact, two jails in the eastern panhandle have more than 60% of their positions vacant. Releasing prisoners early to cut costs is not a popular option. They're six hours, 340 miles, and an entire state away, but a Kentucky fire station is about to get some flood relief delivered to them personally from Dallas, West Virginia. Flooding from two weeks ago still leaves families displaced and wreckage piled up in the streets of Kentucky. In Carfork, Kentucky, the fire department lost all three of their fire trucks. So the Dallas Volunteer Fire Department will be driving one of their fire trucks and handing over the keys, along with equipment that the team believes is more needed there. The Dallas VFD crews say generosity was shown to them when the tornado struck, and they now want to pay it forward by sending this rather large red donation to their fellow first responder neighbors. That was a look at your 7 News headlines. I'm Stephanie Grinley. Have a great Friday, everyone. Progressive presents the Sports Flash, powered by the Score app on the WatchdogNetwork.com. Pittsburgh Steelers football, the team claiming off of waivers at defensive lineman Hamilcar Rashad. He was cut by the Jets on Tuesday. Also, they add to their wide receiver group, signing Christian Blake, a former Falcon. While Javon McKinley goes on to uh, the waivers with an injury designation, meaning he's likely to end up back on their injured reserve. The Cincinnati Bengals, they are getting ready for their preseason opener. It is coming up tonight. They're going to match up against the Cardinals. And the Cincinnati Reds playing in the Field of Dreams game last night. They fall short against the Cubs, losing Download the Score app today. Lightning fast sports alerts so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Matt Pauley with the Sports Flash powered by the Score app on thewatchdognetwork.com.
Dealing with an outdated printer that just can't keep up with you? Visit Staples and upgrade to a new HP Envy Inspire with HP Plus, HP's best home printer, and it comes with six months of free ink. It prints everything you need, from homework and work documents to incredible photos and more with amazing quality. Right now, save $70 on the HP Envy Inspire 7955E, available at Staples. Offer valid through August 27th. See staples.com slash HP Plus for details. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You can hurt yourself or worse, others. And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See, we didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Specializing in antiques, business liquidations, multi-parcel land auctions. Frio Stack & Associates is a regional business offering the executor, attorney, agent, and other individuals the most comprehensive and technologically advanced auction and appraisal services available. For information on our service, call our office at 304-233-3168 or email frioauc at aol.com. Frio Stack & Associates sells the earth and everything on it. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problems. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. story told there bob because no lyrics no lyrics but i couldn't forget fred g so he had to make an appearance here on our uh 70s uh tv themes couldn't forget sanford son yeah a couple of texts here and that is one actually just suggested during the during the break uh i know oh no have you talked about sanford and son great show there we go sanford son it's the big one it's the big one um and another suggestion for you bob um 
begin by saying, I know it's not a 70s show, but the A-Team theme song told a story. I can't remember the A-Team theme. I remember the A-Team quite well. But I think the guy talked. I, I don't think it was part of the theme itself. I thought they played a song and then somebody spoke, like a narrator. But I could be wrong. But, folks, hey, that was the 80s. Maybe I'll do that one if I, if I can hook it up. Yeah, what kind of, I, I'm not sure what Bob's game plan is. He goes on his own way but on this. But I think, I think you're going to do different uh, – decades over the next few weeks with different you know, themes of the decades. So, uh, And again, the texter begins by saying, I know it's not 70s, but the A-Team told a story. I just I can't remember how the A-Team theme song went. I just can't remember that at all. I, again, I remember the A-Team. I just can't remember the... I was not a big fan, so I, I don't remember. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. I watched it. I, watched I pity it. the fool, though, Howard. Pity the fool. Pity the fool. Yeah. 8.40.22 of the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Look, we have been really lighthearted all morning. And Fridays are fun to be lighthearted. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, an hour on holes in a straw, maybe it was a bit much. But anyways, uh, uh, it, I have no problem with that. But, but I do want to get into a couple of serious things here. And one of them is, I mean, this has been a really bad week for Donald Trump. Um, his Mar-a-Lago compound was the subject of a search warrant on, what was it, Saturday night, I think it was. Uh, later in the week, he was deposed in a, an attorney general's uh, suit against him, against his business in New York State. He took the fifth, pleaded the fifth. This is a man who once upon a time said only Bob bosses take the fifth. If you're innocent, why in the world would you take the fifth? But he pleaded the fifth uh, in that case. So uh, Mar-a-Lago wasn't raided, but he called it raided. Uh, search warrant executed at Mar-a-Lago and uh, pled uh, the fifth in interrogations, uh, depositions uh, in, in New York State. Not been a good week for him. Yesterday, and so, but but a lot of his defenders are saying, going back to the Mar-a-Lago incident, Bob, a lot of his defenders are saying, well, you know, who knows what they were looking for. It was a fishing expedition. They just went in and started to see if they could find anything to cause trouble for Trump. Um, and some people even said maybe they maybe they they planted evidence against him. And uh, part of the reason, part of the problem is the search warrants terms were never made public, and they aren't. Search warrant terms are not made public. Why? To protect the investigation, but to protect the subject of the investigation. Take it out of the realm of Donald Trump. Let's put it in the realm of Bob Slider or Howard Monroe, and they execute a search warrant uh, at our place. They're looking for something. They don't necessarily, until they've got the evidence they want, they don't necessarily want to claim that we're we're guilty. They don't want to say we have this or we are this. So they keep their investigation quiet. That's why you never see the results. One of the reasons why you don't see a search warrant being made public because if the public knew what they were looking for, uh, it would tell you something about what they think Donald Trump is guilty of. But because of all the public pressure, a lot of public pressure, um, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, yesterday went to the court that has that issued the search warrant and asked that the search warrant be made public. Now, a couple of things can happen here. Well, first of all, a couple of things can practically happen. The court could say no. I mean, that's the court could say no. I'm not making this public. The judge could say I'm not going to make this public. Uh, Trump and his attorneys could fight it. They could say we don't want it made public. Now, Donald Trump himself has supposedly said he doesn't care. Go ahead and make it public. But they could protest it. So 
it, it's not yet guaranteed that it's going to be made public, but if it is made public, well, then we're going to see what it was they're looking for. And that could be bad news for Trump. Well, I think it's nothing but bad news, Howard. I, I, I'm sure your, your source of information is different than my source of information. But what I was fascinated by last night, they're speculating that the tip came from someone very close to Donald Trump that actually knew that these documents existed and were somewhat afraid that these documents were where they were. So they yeah. th that's what's out there. And I don't know. They could be destroyed or removed or something if the, uh, if the idea. Sure. And, and look, I don't care who you are. If you back Donald Trump, and, and that's your right, but if you still think this man is somebody that he is not and, and, can, and can go ahead and say, well, that's all right, that he took these documents, what other president would even think about that for one second, people? Come on. See who this man really is. There isn't in dispute. I mean, it, he has already been found to have taken documents he wasn't supposed to. National Archives said, nope, he's got documents. And they turned over, I think, 15 boxes of documents that never should have left the White House, but he took them to Mar-a-Lago. So there's no question he took documents. The FBI, in their most recent concerns, and Bob, you're right, I hear the same thing, that insiders were t tipping off the Justice Department that, hey, these things you're looking for, they're here and uh, you better come get them while they're still here. Uh, the big question is, so he didn't have a problem turning over some of them, uh, claiming they were a mistake or it was just a foolish, I don't know. Now comes, what are they looking for now? Two separate stories I heard yesterday, and if the search warrant is made public, we'll, hurt here, we'll learn more about this. Two separate stories. I heard speculation that he had taken documents that he felt would help him in a suit against, or maybe even a criminal case, against Hillary Clinton. You know, he is so obsessed with Hillary Clinton uh, that, that he took documents that would show she does something wrong. That's one claim. The other claim, 10,000 times more serious, is that what the FBI was looking for were classified nuclear secrets. And then, if that's the case, the question becomes, why did Donald Trump... Hey, I get it if he took the Hillary stuff. Shouldn't have. Still a crime. But I get it. He hates Hillary. He was going to try and build a Casey. What was his point in taking classified nuclear documents? If that's what it was. I mean, we go back to, is he going to sell them to Russia? What, what did he want them for? Now, we don't know that. But we will, we will know that when... Or probably we'll know that when the search warrant is released, because the search warrant should say things like uh, permission to search for documents, including those related to national security and classified nuclear secrets. You know, if the, if the search warrant shows that, I don't know how his... Well, I do, because they're blind supporters, but I don't know how his supporters can continue to say that, uh, you know, there's, there's no there there. I just, I just don't see it. Well, Howard... You know, again, I nothing to me is what it appears. So my, what I thought about last night is, okay, could, could this be a plan that Trump is using to his advantage? Did, did this search warrant, what, what did they obtain? Uh, and he's saying, go ahead, I want everybody to see what they, they carried out of here. Yeah. Was it set up where he used the FBI, he convinced them 
to do this because what you described, there's no excuse for those kind of nuclear secrets, folks. And it tempted them to come in when they weren't there to make them look bad, to maybe make himself look better. Al Capone's vault. Okay, Geraldo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Al Capone building up this, 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 uh, this the FBI. Yeah, we're making it classified nuclear secrets. The president did it. Could could even be tied now to treason, all this kind of stuff. It's all speculation. I'm just speculating. Uh, yeah, but what if what if there is no there there? They 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 searched the house. They took the documents they wanted to. And we don't know if they took them, but they at least looked for them. Probably took some. We don't know that for sure. Uh, what if they couldn't find anything? Search warrant says permission to search for classified nuclear documents, if it does, if that's what it says. Then the FBI goes, uh, didn't find anything. Look, so far, that search warrant has actually accrued to Trump's benefit. He's raised, in the past week, he's been raising a huge amount of money. His GOP enemies have had to rally against him, have, I mean, rally in support of him. Uh, you know, there were people who were thinking about challenging. Mike Pence has been bro- has broken ranks with Trump significantly in the past, what, six months. But he rallied around Trump here. So Trump is this has helped solidify his support and has helped him to raise money. Right now, Trump is winning as a result of that search warrant. Now, how is it playing the general public and, and how might it play out politically? I've been wrestling with that. I, I think... You know, Bob, I think the average American understands this guy is a crook. And I think the average American understands that he's a con man. And I think the average American suspects he may be even worse. So, you know, but we, we hear all the time from his MAGA supporters, and they're very vocal. They're very loud, right? It certainly, uh, it certainly convinced the guy. Was it yesterday that Storm was at the FBI building and, yes. and they shot him dead? <laughs> he wanted to help Donald Trump out. Armor breached the security screening area at an FBI field office in Cincinnati, shot and killed by police after an hours-long standoff. This is a guy who was believed to have been in Washington D.C. in or around January 6th and was clearly a. Trump supporter. Um, and I have an article here from Axios. Uh, the amount of political violence, just this, or threats of political violence, just this past week, have grown exponentially. I mean, Trump supporters, they're talking about, they're talking about, uh, there was one senator, uh, let me have the name here, hold on, I've got it, Congressman. Congressman Alec, uh, Eric Swalwell of California, a uh, Democrat. He posted a phone call he got from a, we assume, a Trump supporter. I couldn't play it because there is no way we could edit it out. Every other word was MF, F, F, F. It was unbelievably profane. But we heard this phone call. He played it. This guy who calls says, I hope that you are killed. I hope that someone beheads your wife and your children and tortures them first. This guy called and left this message. Swalwell played it. So we are getting, uh, I mean, violence is getting, threats of violence at least, and actual violence, like there in Cincinnati, are getting really, really serious. FBI Director Christopher Wray told Axios, political violence is becoming a 365-day-a-year phenomenon for us. 
Every day we're getting briefed on somebody involved in political violence. Um, the judge who has to decide now whether to unseal this document, he's received death threats. And he's been harassed at his house. So, I, and I guess that's why we, there's a lot of attention given to the cult of MAGA. Uh, the question that I ask myself and I wrestle with and I talk to my good Democrat friends is, I, I believe it to be a comparatively small group with a very, very loud voice, the old squeaky wheel, Bob. But the issue will become, does the silent majority get irritated enough to go to the polls come next election time? And I, I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. I just want the truth to come out. What did they go in there and find? Uh, what proof is there? They go for. Right. What did they Tell the story. Find? Tell what happened. Yeah. yeah. What did they go in there looking for? And what did they find? Now, again, the problem is, from a legal point of view, you reveal too much of this and you could blow your case. So we'll find out. And I don't know how soon it will be before this judge will release that information. I'm not sure if it can be done right away or it has to be next week. I don't know. But certainly we'll follow it for you. Seven before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hopefully next hour, McCabe and I are going to kick around some of the Ohio Valley uh, news of the week. Although, if not, I do have some other things I want to get into, including is monkeypox racist? And... Um, have you come to live with COVID now? The CDC says you might as well. So I got all that coming up if we have time. Hopefully next hour, McCabe and I will kick around some of the Ohio Valley stories. And if you want to join us, you know what to do. Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline 304-232-8255 or the text line 304-214-1600. <laughs>
This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe and Bob Slider behind the board. We're brought to you by WVU Medicine on WKKX and WVLY. It's no surprise, boss. I knew you wouldn't get this one because it wasn't very important to you. But to me, there was uh, no bigger TV show of the 70s than Monday Night Football. Oh, okay. All right. I don't recognize. All right. I thought I would recognize the theme, though. That was it. But I guess I did not. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. Old time TV theme song, Bumper Music Friday. Uh, theme songs from the 70s. Many of them that we've been playing today have uh, stories behind them. Uh, that was uh, another instrumental one. So, okay, I, I thought I would recognize the uh, NFL theme, but I guess I, I clearly didn't. So I'm glad you told me. Um, off the text line, talking about Trump and the, the search warrant and so on, what about the 30 million pages Obama took? Well, they were properly processed. There is a difference. Yes, Obama did indeed take with him. Uh, actually, he didn't take with him, which is a bit different than what Trump did. Uh, Obama did have some documents that he wanted to be able to put in his presidential library taken from the White House, sent to a federal holding facility in Chicago, and then the National Archives came and decided what he could take himself and what had to stay uh, classified or stay in the uh, uh, in the government's uh, employ. So he didn't steal them. He didn't take them. He didn't just walk out the front door with them. Obama did have some documents of his presidency, but they were vetted beforehand. Uh, once again, it's how, you know, the, uh, the rumor mill, that's what I call it, whatever it is, gets, uh, it gets all screwed up. What about the 30 million pages Obama took? They were properly vetted before he took them. Uh, what about Kathy Griffin holding a severed head, representing the head of President Trump on TV? Well, she lost several gigs for that, and I completely and thoroughly... Uh, criticized her for that. I, it was terrible. Shouldn't have done it. Absolutely. Uh, so what about it? Wrong, 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 wrong. Part of the political violence there. And uh, this is... Uh, I'm not going to mention this one because I want to see if you come up with a Bob Miller suggestion for a TV theme song, but I'll see if you come up with it first. All right. Uh, coming up next hour, maybe John McCabe. I know last week he was at the Russian Press Association, so give him a pass on that one. Newspaper again today. He's around. I didn't take time to check with him yesterday. My bad. But I have a long list of things he and I can talk about in local news if we hear from him. If not, we'll talk about the CDC and COVID and monkeypox and a few other things. Right now, though, we'll talk about um, the news around the world, and ABC takes care of that here at 9 o'clock. 